Welcome to another edition of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, the award-winning show covering fishing, hunting, conservation, destinations, and other outdoors recreation across the greater Northwest. Northwestern Outdoors is brought to you by Max Lur, Sportsman's Warehouse, Sina Sea Seafood, and Wallowa County Chamber of Commerce in the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program. And now, let's see what's happening this week with your host, John Cruz. Welcome to the show. I mentioned last week I was down for the count, illness-wise, for the opening of duck hunting season, but I did feel a little bit better and managed to get out after the opener. And happy to report, I actually found a, a new place to hunt on public land that has some pretty good promise for early fall hunting. When I went there the first time, I literally jumped about 55 ducks off that pond, didn't shoot at any of them, used an old trick of just hiding in the brush and seeing if some of them would come back, and a whole bunch of them did. And I did manage to bag myself a duck that tasted really good for lunch the next day. I took my best friend Rusty Johnston back there the following day, and much to our surprise, we found this little pond actually contains crappie in there, so we might have to bring our fishing poles next time. And just like the first day, we jumped a bunch of ducks off of there, a very eclectic mix, everything from mallard to teal to a redhead and even a couple of wood ducks. This time, though, the ducks did not come back to play, so we just spent a nice afternoon chatting and looking into the skies, hoping for birds to come in, but that didn't really work out. Oh, well, that's why it's hunting and not harvesting. This week on the show, we've got a really good lineup of guests for you. One of them, of course, is Bob Loomis with Max Lure. We're going to be talking about coho salmon fishing again, this time fishing on tributaries and smaller streams for coho, not just the Columbia River. And then we're going to talk to three outdoors television hosts who all live right here in the Northwest. One of them is Richie Herod. He is a Northwest outdoorsman. He has been hunting in Montana and fishing in western Washington, and he's going to tell you how those trips have gone, as well as telling you about his show. After that, we'll talk to Dwayne England. He is the host of Fish Hunt Northwest, also seen on Root Sports. And Dwayne has been out deer hunting and coho salmon fishing in western Washington. We'll find out how he's been doing in those regards. And also find out what's coming up on his show in the weeks ahead. Last but not least, Mike Carey will join us from his new home in Montana. He's the host of Northwest Fishing that you can see on Fox Affiliates all over the Northwest, as well as on Root Sports, and he'll tell you how his most recent pheasant hunts have gone and what he's been doing on the fishing front, too. Put it all together, we got a whole bunch of good fishing and hunting stories coming your way, and you're going to find out about some great shows that you can watch during the weekends. In addition to this, we've got some opening day harvest reports for you from various states around the Northwest. And, of course, your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week. Before we get to all that, though, let's see what David Sparks has in store for us this week on Sportsman Spotlight. The Teal Deal, a discussion with Editor-in-Chief of Field and Stream, Colin Kearns, about duck season. David Sparks with Sportsman Spotlight. In 25 states across the country, duck season begins in early September with the teal opener. Plentiful, predictable, and relatively easy to hunt, Teal provide waterfowlers with some of the most entertaining action of the year. And if you need another reason to chase these birds, they are also delicious. Colin talks about some expert tips to help you limit out all season long. Here's Colin. For most waterfowl hunters across the country, the first hunt that, you know, allows them to get out of their cabin fever, summer cabin fever, is hunting blue-winged teal. And I think there's something like 25 states across the country that have an early season teal hunt that begins either the first of September or the first week of September. And so this story is just all about 
teal hunting tactics. Our shotgun expert, Phil Borgeli, he's just got a ton of great tips from experts all over the country on, on the best tips for hunting early teal, whether it's for decoys or the right shotgun to take or just your setup or hunting tactics. It's really great advice here, and hopefully it'll help a lot of waterfowl hunters kill their limit on the first day. Which would lead to lots of delicious, as I mentioned earlier, meals. A strong season starts with a strong foundation. Not that kind. The kind you get with vellum rise from Bayer. A new potato fungicide nematicide applied in furrow. It builds off vellum prime's proven protection from nematodes, adding a season-long suppression of rhizoctonia, all while promoting root health. And with a foundation like that, your crops can rise to their full yield potential. Learn more at vellumrise.com. Always read and follow pesticide label instructions. Consult your state pesticide regulator for specific restrictions. For the last 40 years, the Ag Information Network has been the source of news for farmers and ranchers. Yet we have never seen such an assault on farming and our food supply as we do today. From fuel to fertilizer, farmers are facing unprecedented economic challenges. This is why agriculture news that farmers receive comes from the Ag Information Network reaching coast to coast. Deep roots in farming and decades of reporting, the Ag Information Network, trusted and transparent journalism for generations. We're back with Mike Meesberg at Mardon Resort in eastern Washington. As we head into fall and early winter, I know a cast and blast getaway is a big reason people come to your resort, isn't it, Mike? We have cooling waters in the fall, enhance the fish bite, and when waterfowl season opens, we've got vast numbers of local ducks, in addition to desert mule deer that are magnificent. Find out more at MardonResort.com. That's Mardon Resort, where the fish bite, but we don't. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter, full of the gear you need to succeed this hunting season. Firearms, ammo, archery equipment, decoys, clothing, boots, and more. You'll find it all at Sportsman's Warehouse. Better still, the knowledgeable staff can help you with tips to help you bag a trophy or a limit. Find a location near you or shop online today at sportsmans.com. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We've got Richie Herod on the line. He is the host of the Northwest Outdoorsman. It's a television show you can see on Root Sports and several other outlets as well. Richie, great to have you back on the air. It's great to be back on with you, John. Well, I wanted to catch up with you and find out what you've been doing out in the field and on the water. Why don't we start off with elk hunting? I know you've been trying very hard to tag out on an elk this fall. Yeah, that might be an understatement a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, my brother and a, a lifelong friend of ours and I went to western Montana to hunt elk. And we were successful in the sense that my brother got a nice bull and so did our buddy. I did not tag out. And I went back actually after after everybody left and hunted for four more days by myself. But uh, yeah, I logged like 170 miles on my little tracker on my wrist and uh, hike between 8,000 and 9,500 feet chasing elk all over. But, you know, that's elk hunting and, and at this beautiful country, and we just, we had a great hunt. Was this all archery elk? Yeah, all archery elk, yep. Now, I saw some pictures on your Facebook page, and uh, it looked like you harvested some grouse. Where did that happen at? 
Oh, yeah. So, you know, during archery season, the grouse usually is open, and we carry arrows around in our quiver that have judo point on them. And so we see lots of blue grouse whenever we're elk hunting. And so I I shot a few blue grouse with my bow, and that's always a fun thing, and especially when you kind of get tired of eating, especially towards the end of the trip when your ice is sort of melting and you're kind of down to your to your canned and dried stuff, you know, getting a grouse kind of, that's a big deal. It kind of changes your mood in camp. (laughs) Why don't you tell our listeners how you prepare grouse in the field when you're out there in a spike camp? Well, usually the the best thing to do, of course, is just press the meat right off the bone and cut it into small pieces. Uh, Pretty much everybody carries basically salt and pepper, you know. But, of course, I carry some of our seasonings with us. Seize them up, just fry them up in a pan, and then literally you can add it to anything. You know, a lot of these quick meals have noodles or rice, and you can add that fresh meat to it, you know, that you fried up, and it just, you know, makes your meal a lot more hearty. And that's the simplest thing to do. Sometimes we've also skewered them and on a willow stick or something like that and just cooked them over an open fire, which is a great way, but that's the simplest way to do it. That sounds tasty to me. All right, let's talk fishing. I understand that you were over in western Washington. Were you fishing with Dwayne England? Yeah, we were. We went over to film content for both his show and my show, which is kind of fun to collaborate in that way. And we were after some coho. We kind of had a slow trip for Bobby, Britton, and I. But we were in a couple boats drifting some of the rivers over there near Olympia towards the coast. And Dwayne Dunn and Matt, who films for him, they were in a different boat, and they actually had a pretty good drift uh, later on after we left. And then Bobby and Britton recently returned over there this week, fished a different river. I think they were up on the Snohomish, and they did really well. So we have had a couple trips over there to catch silvers and bitter mess. You know, so much of it has to do with uh, where the water level's at, you know, how much rain we've had, what the clarity's like. It's all about timing, and so it's really hard to schedule a trip, you know, where you hit it just right. Oh, you're absolutely right. I've got to ask, though, were you still running into pink salmon? You know, they did this time. We did not when I was there, but I understand this past week there was quite a few, and yeah, they um, are on their way out. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty much they're pretty much <laughs> zombies at this point. I, I agree. Close. They're pretty yeah, well zombies. spawned out. All right. Any other adventures you've had lately? Well, so my daughter has a rifle deer tag, and we've been out hunting uh, this past week. The weather started out pretty good. She missed the opening weekend because she got that flu bug that was going around, got yep. uh, stomach problems. But uh, we've been going out this week, and, and the weather was good to start with, and then it got kind of warm. and So it kind of shortens your hunt during the morning hours especially. But uh, we've seen quite a few deer, not that many bucks. We did see a couple bucks, but not too many. Shot a chucker on my way out. That was kind of fun. Hit the sagebrush on the way out, found a group of chuckers. Now I'm all excited for doing some upland hunting. But we'll have a couple more days of rifle deer with her, and then I'll focus on some fall walleye and some more upland hunting. Ah, the hunting and fishing never ends with you, Richie. I love it. I know it. I know it. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about your show, The Northwest Outdoorsman. Again, you can see it on Root Sports. What's the day and time that it airs? It airs on Sundays at 8.30 a.m. 
All right. And your show is a little different than a lot of shows because you don't go out with guides. It's pretty much all do-it-yourself, DIY trips with friends and family, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's been our format ever since we started. You know, we're just average hunters and fishermen, just like pretty much everybody that watches, you know, that enjoys time afield with their friends and family. And, and I just wanted to tell those stories that people could relate to. And so we tell stories that about our trips and nothing special. Like you say, we don't go with a guide. We don't often don't go to private land. Sometimes we do. Um, I have a family still in Eastern Oregon, and sometimes we go back to family property. But for the most part, we fish readily accessible public lands and water. One other thing we should mention, besides the TV show, you also sell merchandise. You sell spices, you sell products from WorkSharp Tools, and you even have a fishing rod that is built for jigging for bass and walleye. Tell me about that. Yeah, so, of course, uh, along with the television show comes a few things that uh, we use. We have a recipe segment in the show to show people how we prepare our fish and wild game. It's something we've always enjoyed doing our entire lives. And so it was logical just to bring out a line of seasons, things that we like to use. So we, we have that. We have quite a few seasons, barbecue sauce, a sausage seasoning that you can uh, make your own fresh sausage from, which is easy. And so we have that. And then, of course, Workshop is my title sponsor, and I enjoy those products. They work very well since I wanted to also make those available to the public. So we sell those. And yes, we have our own line of fishing rods now. We have several designs, everything from trolling for walleye or jigging from walleye to trolling or jigging for salmon. And so the, the Northwest Outdoorsman Rod Series, I'm very proud of that. Bob Loomis is the rod designer. You can't go wrong there. No, you're right about that. Yeah, I've been in the fishing industry a long time and knows how to design a fishing rod. And so we're bringing out a few new designs this year, and folks can check those out on our HerodOutdoors.com website. And we have lots to choose from. All right, and that website again, folks, HerodOutdoors.com. Herod spelled H-A-R-R-O-D. That's H-A-R-R-O-D, HerodOutdoors.com. Check out more details about Richie's TV shows. You can also watch them on his YouTube channel and on Root Sports, like we mentioned, several other channels too, like NCW Life and Wenatchee also airs past episodes. Meanwhile, if you want to do some shopping, get some recipes, find out more, again, go to HerodOutdoors.com. Richie, here's wishing you success in the field as the season continues. Well, thanks a lot, John, and you as well. Uh, you, I'm going to have to come out and you have to show me the ropes and the, the new neck of the woods out there in the potholes. I would be happy to do so. Located in the northeast corner of Oregon, Wallawa County offers a unique destination rich in natural beauty and outdoors recreation. Enjoy the clear waters of Wallawa Lake. Take a tram to the top of Mount Howard for million-dollar views. Hike or ride into the Eagle Cap Wilderness and fish or raft the Wallawa and Grand Ronde Rivers. It's all waiting for you in beautiful Wallawa County. Plan your visit today at WallawaCountyChamber.com. That's WallawaCountyChamber.com. 
Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? That's right. You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. If you have a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts, this is the platform for you, and you're going to find it's much more affordable than you think. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com, and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com. More habitat equals more wildlife. Pheasants Forever is working hard every day to ensure there's more wildlife habitat for the future. Join the habitat leader and help create wildlife habitat in your community. To join us, go to pheasantsforever.org. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio and to an extended Max Minute, brought to you by Max Lur. With us again, Bob Loomis. Bob, last week we talked about fishing for silvers in the Columbia River. This week, let's talk about fishing for silvers in tributaries like the Skagit River in northwest Washington or some of the rivers near Tillamook in northwest Oregon, as well as other ones that have great coho populations. What do you like to use to catch these fish in these rivers? I'll tell you what, one of my favorite methods of fishing is twitching. Throwing a twitching jig, you know, throwing a uh, rock dancer. And you can obviously, uh, you really don't have to tip it with scent because what you're doing is you're triggering a a reaction bite with those fish. So throwing a a rock dancer is absolutely phenomenal for, you know, you're fishing straight to the fish. You don't have a a bunch of trolling gear on, a bunch of lead. You're throwing a a three-eighths ounce jig out there and hooking these fish in in the rivers. Another product that we just came out with, which is called the Smile Blade SD Drift Jig. And right now we make it in a three-eighths ounce head, but this drift jig supports a uh, deep bend uh, hook in it with a keeper on the back that you can put plastics on it so you can run any color of plastics and it has a a one-inch arm on top of it with a smile blade and that one-inch arm with it we call it a hitch uh is sold separately as well as on the jig but you take that jig and you put a plastic on there like a uh oh you put a hot pink squid body on that and throw that twitching for silvers and the humpies that are in the river right now, it's just lights out. Well, there you go. And hot colors, by the way, would be chartreuse for the jig body. And then again, pink hoochie would be a great thing to tail it with. So look for these lures online at maxlure.com or at sporting goods stores near you and go twitch up some coho for yourself. Thanks as always, Bob. Thank you, John. Are you looking for a game changer to help you catch more trout, kokanee, and salmon? No problem. Just tie on Max Crip Lure. Cast it or troll it. Either way, its specially designed ring chamber emits a low-frequency vibration with its erratic movement. It will catch more fish and make them strike. Better still, the different colors for the lure can be matched to just about any fishery. Look for the Crip Lure from Max Lure Company at a sporting goods store near you or go online at maxlure.com. 
Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter and has what you need as a hunter, angler, hiker, paddler, camper, and outdoors enthusiast. They also carry an extensive assortment of firearms and ammunition you simply can't find anymore at many big box stores. On top of that, their knowledgeable staff is here to help you purchase the right gear so you can get the most out of your outdoor experience. Visit your local Sportsman's Warehouse store today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. A seafood bounty is waiting for you on northwest Oregon's Tillamook Coast. Catch a limit of big salmon, haul up a pot of delicious crab, plan your visit today at TillamookCoast.com. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. We've got another outdoors television show host on the line. That would be my friend Dwayne England. He is the host and founder of Fish Hunt Northwest. You can catch it on Root Sports Sunday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. You can also watch it streaming online Thursdays at 6 p.m. on Facebook or on the Fish Hunt Northwest YouTube channel. Dwayne, great to have you back on the air. Always a pleasure, John. I appreciate it when you ask for me to uh, join you. <laughs> As far as I know, I've never turned you down, so uh, thanks again. Well, thank you for continuing to not turn me down. I appreciate it. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about some adventures you've had. I just talked to Richie Herod. understand you two went coho fishing together, and you've been doing some coho fishing from the bank, too. How has that gone? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been pretty good. In between these little shots of rain, you know, we've actually had probably more days of low, clear water than any types of bump in the river, so to speak, that we can, you know, get out and, and float with good success. So, and then finding time. Of course, it's uh, hunting season. I've been in and out of the woods as well, but finding little spots here and there to bank fish. Typically, when the water is low and clear, I stay low in the system. And I'm even fishing some of the tidal influenced tributaries that are in this Grays Harbor region. And you know, bobber and eggs still work for these uh, coastal coho, twitching jigs, spinners, of course. And you can do all that from the bank. So, yeah, there's been moderate success, decent success. And believe it or not, the chum are already entering the tributary. So that's kind of interesting as oh, well. Oh, wow. That's a little early, isn't it? You know, mid-October, historically, on some of these rivers, we do start seeing the chum. I actually, I believe I was looking at chum in some of these lower stretches, again, in the tidal water first week of October, and I can tell they're chum because they more so porpoise out of the water, whereas coho will more oftentimes than not jump. And when you see porpoising fish and several of them in a row or collectively, you know, together in a given spot, that always tells me, oh my gosh, the chum are already here. And sure enough, there are definitely chum in the tributaries. How do you like to fish for chum in those smaller rivers? You know, it's hard to do anything better than a jig tipped with a piece of prawn. I mean, that time in, time and again, will will produce. I stick with, especially these clearer conditions that we're experiencing, you know, purples and blacks, pink heads. Three-eighths ounce jig under a bobber, much like steelhead fishing, can get it done. And you tip that with a little piece of prawn because they are, you know, really, really good shrimp eaters. Believe it or not, bobber and eggs, <laughs> there's a lot of chum in the river and if you have any hint of shrimp or sardine scent on your egg presentation, you're going to catch a lot of chum on eggs. So something a lot of people don't know. If you're, you're fishing eggs, especially with any type of shrimp, you, you drop a little 
Atlas Mike's, Sand Shrimp Oil on your eggs, cast that out there. If there's chum in there, they're probably going to grab it, so don't be surprised. But yeah, the jig suspended under a float, much like steelhead fishing tipped with prawn, you're probably going to have a great day of catching, catching a number of chum. Now, in recent years, you've become a blacktail deer hunting fanatic, and I'm sure you've already been out this season. Have you tagged out yet? I have not tagged out yet, but, you know, good things to come. It's been a little different. Again, this weather is just kind of crazy, especially as we're here mid-October. Yesterday it was 75 degrees here again out here in the Olympia area. So you just kind of are like, what in the heck is going on? And I try to really focus in on weather patterns. That really comes into play for both fishing and hunting, as we know. Animals respond to weather events, and so... I look forward to this weekend, although we don't have any crazy drastic drops in temperature or any storm fronts moving in. We do have some little holes of opportunity I think might get some deer out moving. Sunday is the 22nd, oddly enough. I think I've told you this before. The last two years here in my little spot here, Capital Forest area, public ground, it's been pretty good to me. And I've taken out of my blacktail the last two years on the 22nd. So if history repeats itself, Sunday could be a good day for me. All right. Well, folks, as you know, this is airing on the 27th and 28th. So we all need to go to the Fish Hunt Northwest Facebook page or to Dwayne England's personal Facebook page and see if he got it done on the 22nd for the three-peat. We'll all be looking for that one, Dwayne. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Let's talk about what you've got coming up on the show the next couple of weeks. Well, I'm sure it's going to revolve around fishing and hunting, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a number of things going on. It's, you know how it is, John, when you run shows and try to try to stay up on all that is going on in the Northwest and the outdoors and also afford yourself time to get out, not just to enjoy, but also to help create content. So, yeah, we'll you know kind of circle back on what Tommy and I have been up to. Looks like he actually was successful in Idaho on his elk hunt. So we have that coming up and I think it's going to catch people by surprise on the dandy elk that he, <laughs> that he was successful in uh, putting down. So I'm excited to revisit that or visit that. Yeah, we'll cover some elk hunting. We'll cover some blacktail hunting, possibly bear. You know, I have a bear up here in my area that's riding in around probably 300 pounds or a little north of. So wow. we'll see if that guy dares come out during the daytime. So We'll continue to follow up on that, but you know, we're getting into primetime coho fishing out in these coastal rivers, and we do have some weather moving in. We'll have some rain events. We'll have some increase in the flows, and so opportunity now for me, once especially we get through the hunting here, we're going to put some good amount of time in the drift boat. We'll be on a number of different rivers. We'll be chasing coho with a number of different presentations. I'm really looking forward to pulling plugs and get that out there for people to view, but you know... Back in studio, even in our bait lab, I have a number of things to cover as we roll through the next few weeks. If we're harvesting fish in the tributaries in some of these coastal rivers this time of year, we're also probably harvesting eggs. And if we don't want to cure all those eggs up just for fall fishing and start thinking down the road, steelhead, and or even further into spring chinook, going to bring you in the bait lab, show you how to create some additional dried scents that I like to, to add to my egg curing practices. We're also going to talk about and show how to wrap plugs with bait and get you all dialed in for fishing uh, these tributaries, you know, pulling plugs out of the drift boat or the, the small sled. So got a lot of technique points coming up. We'll have some additional interviews with some guests I'm trying to line up, of course, talking fishing and hunting. 
And we're going to keep close tabs on what's going on with the Fish and Wildlife Commission. They have some meetings coming up here, 26, 27, 28. The Wildlife Committee, they get together again on the 26th, going to follow up on what's going on there as they move forward with their agenda and our frustration. Oh, yes. Um, And also WDFW has their Steelhead Town Hall meeting coming up on the 25th, which folks can tune in on. So, you know, there's a lot going on between the commission and WDFW that we will, of course, here at Fish on Northwest, continue to follow in over the next several weeks to month, get that information out for people to uh, pay attention to. All right. And if you're wondering who Tommy is, folks, that would be Tommy Donlin. He is the co-host of Fish Hunt Northwest and a very, very good angler, too. And that's the great thing about this show. You're going to learn some techniques when you watch this show. It's definitely worth watching. It's Fish Hunt Northwest, Sunday mornings, 9 to 10 a.m. on Root Sports. Catch it streaming on Facebook or the Fish Hunt Northwest YouTube channel on Thursdays at 6 p.m. And if you're not a fan, take in an episode or two. You soon will be. Dwayne, thanks so much for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Always appreciate the invite, John, and thanks again. Wedding rings? I've had as many as I've got fingers on my hands. I started off with the Wedding Ring Classic, of course. That smooth blade from Indiana. That beaded body. The sharp hook. We caught a lot of trout together over the years, but then that patented smile blade wedding ring, well, let's just say it took my fancy, along with the trout and the kokanee. Now I'm going through this new age sort of phase. You might say I'm hooked on the new high UV colored wedding rings and I'm catching more fish than ever. So yeah, I've got a whole bunch of wedding rings. You should get some too. Don't look at the jewelry store though. These wedding ring spinners are from Max Lure and you'll find them at the sporting goods store near you or online at maxlure.com. Enjoy a meal of wild Alaskan seafood delivered right to your door. Sina Sea offers premium quality wild Alaskan fish and shellfish to include Copper River King and Silver Salmon, Halibut, Black Cod, King Crab, and of course, Copper River Sockeye Salmon. Order it blast frozen or smoked and experience a slice of Alaska for a special meal you won't forget. Buy your seafood now at SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. We are talking to some of the biggest outdoors television personalities in the Northwest this weekend. One of them is Mike Carey. He is the original founder of WashingtonLakes.com. He is now one of the two men behind Northwest Fishing. You can check out Northwest Fishing on TV, on Fox affiliates all over the Northwest. You can also check out his magazine, The Real Life Magazine, and that is offered for free at sporting goods dealers all over Washington State and beyond. Mike, welcome back to the show. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. Well, you used to be a resident of Western Washington. I think you may have made the right call in terms of moving to Montana, and I know you love to hunt pheasants out there with your dog. Why don't you tell me how things have gone so far this season? Oh, yeah. Montana's been great. We are surrounded by pheasant and upland bird habitat and public land to go hunt on. So the uh, upland bird season started September 1st. So 
went hunting for upland birds, and then the pheasant opened up a week and a half ago. So switched over to now we can add pheasants to the upland birds. So it's been pretty good. Not huge numbers, but pretty consistent getting a couple birds every time we go out. Do you hunt public lands like wildlife management areas, or do you hunt some of those block properties that the state of Montana has available? Yeah, so in Montana, there's um, there's state land, and then there's waterfowl habitat. And finally, the biggest amount of land by far is the uh, BMA land, which is private land that the owners allow hunters to go on their property. And in turn, the Montana Fish and Wildlife pays them for that privilege. And you do most of your hunting over in the Great Falls and Shoto area, is that right? Yeah, probably about a 100-mile radius east, north, and west of uh, Great Falls. There's all kinds of uh, habitat and uh, upland birds are very popular up here and pretty abundant. Well, let's turn our attention from Pheasant, Montana to Chum in Hood Canal, specifically around Hoodsport. You wrote an article that's actually online at northwestfishing.net about fishing for Chum salmon here, and this is a definitely a thing in November. Tell our listeners a little bit more about this fishery and how you go about catching these Chum salmon. You bet. So Hoodsport is a Chum hatchery. They also are a hatchery for Chinook, I believe, but in November... End of October, starting into November, those chum are returning to the hatchery, and it just creates a wonderful terminal fishery. A lot of people call that combat fishing, and it definitely is. But, you know, the numbers of fish are just amazing, and you can go there and bite down and catch chum all day till your arm falls off. Are you fishing from a boat or from shore when you do this? Most of the time I want it would be from a boat, just casting out uh, really any kind of simple rig will do. I my preference is quirky, is about a three foot meter to a terminal weight, and just cast and let it drift with the current, and slowly reel it back in. And when the bite starts, they're just all over it. What colors work best for chum salmon? Definitely, I would say green and chartreuse are the go-to colors. Gotcha. And for our listeners who have never tangled with a chum salmon before, pretty unique species, known for their very hard fight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They are They are probably one of the tougher of the salmon, I would say. They'll definitely give you a good fight, and um, you want to make sure you're, you've got a rod that's up to the task. Now, in terms of table fare, I've caught them out of the salt water in Alaska. They taste fine, but the closer they get to spawning, the less desirable they are as far as reputation goes. Do you catch a release, or do you keep some? And if so, what do you do with them? You know, at the point that they reach the hatchery, they're pretty darkened up and meat soft. I guess, you know, some guys would smoke them. Every once in a while, you'll get one that's got enough brightness on it that it would be worth trying, but generally, it's catch and release. I understand. All right, well, let's turn our attention to Northwest Fishing TV and what's coming up on Fox Affiliates all over the Northwest in the weeks ahead. Yeah, so uh, coming up on Fox, we've got a uh, episode on walleye fishing on Banks Lake, and that'll be airing the weekend of the 27th. And the Fox networks are throughout Washington, um, Oregon, Idaho, and Montana. We're also on Root Sports throughout the Northwest, and that show airs one week behind. So on the weekend of the 27th, it'll be Rock Lake and 
Cranberry Lake fishing, and Rock Lake was a lot of fun. My son Matt and I went out with Don Morris of Old Goat Lures, and he showed us that fishery and the infamous boat launch there. But we survived it, got the boat in and out okay, and <laughs> had a good time. And I know usually every fall, you air an episode out at Potholes Reservoir with Shelby Ross, Ross Outdoor Adventures, a Cast and Blast episode. Is that going to be happening again this year? I believe so. Yeah, I think Rob Holman will be doing that again with Shelby. And, uh, yep, that's become an annual event. It's uh, a lot of fun, and these duck poppers are definitely something you don't want to miss. Well, I only bring it up because, as you know, I moved out here by Mardon Resort, Pothole State Park. was out on my morning walk today before we got in the air and uh, was listening to a whole bunch of shotguns going off. And I have no doubt they were clients of Shelby out there in the sand dunes. So it's a great hunt, oh, fun, yeah. folks. And it's a great show, too, whenever you get Shelby and Rob and the rest of the crew out there at Potholes Reservoir. Now, last but not least, we need to talk about your magazine, the Real Life Magazine. I am privileged to contribute to that every month, but you've got a whole bunch of articles there. And it's not just Washington State-based, is it? No, no. It's definitely Pacific Northwest oriented. We write articles on fisheries in Alaska. And um, we also have Gary Lewis, who's a predominantly an Oregon uh, writer. We have Jason Brooks. He's throughout the Northwest and yourself as well, of course. And now that uh, my son Matt and I were out here in Montana, so started to uh, have those articles come out as well. Well, and the greatest thing about the Real Life Magazine, folks, it's absolutely free. Wherever you can get a fishing or hunting license, you can generally get the Real Life Magazine. So just look in the Sporting Goods Department or any Sporting Goods store. Look for the monthly or almost monthly edition of the Real Life Magazine and and pick it up. Check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Anything else you want to add before we go today, Mike? Well, I will say, too, with the magazine, you can go to northwestfishing.net. That's net, like catching a fish. And you can sign up for the magazine that way and have it delivered to your inbox every month. Oh, that's even easier. The website, again, northwestfishing.net. That's northwestfishing.net. Sign up to get the Real Life magazine in your inbox. And make sure you watch Northwest Fishing on Fox Affiliates all over the Northwest. Mike, always a pleasure to have you on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Likewise, John, and um, hope you get yourself a ton of upland birds and ducks this season. You and me both. This portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at Cena Sea Seafood, the family-run company that harvests salmon, halibut, lingcod, and more from the cold waters of Alaska, carefully prepares the fillets into meal-sized portions, packages them up, and delivers them right to your door. Not only do they have all of the salmon, they also have lots of accessories, too. They've got some great spreads that you can try out. Crab cakes would be another big hit, and they have a lot more, too. So check out the entire product lineup available at cenasea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, cenasea.com. And don't forget to use the promo code OUTDOORSRADIO for 10% off your entire order. All right, I think we've got some time to share some harvest statistics with you from the opening day of our Pacific Northwest states. That was a couple of weekends ago. We'll start off in Washington State, where Stacy Lehman with the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife was able to provide me some statistics from check stations in eastern Washington. On opening weekend, 105 deer were checked in and 
They all were tested for chronic wasting disease. The overall harvest was a little bit better than last year when 95 deer were brought into check stations. Districts 1 and 2, that would be northeast and eastern Washington, were the slowest and saw fewer deer checked in compared to District 3, that is southeast Washington. 65 deer were checked there. Overall, staff and officers said things were pretty slow in the northeast part of the state, and that could be because of the warm weather, but it's hard to say for sure. Stacy also reminds hunters that WDFW has teamed up with the Washington chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers to encourage folks to provide samples from their harvested deer or elk. BHA helped to purchase 100 multi-season deer tags. Anyone who has their harvest sampled for CWD will go into a random drawing for the tags for next year. Heading down to Oregon, the Sauvie Island Wildlife Area, northwest of Portland, is always a popular spot. And on opening day, 228 hunters ventured out there. They harvested a total of 733 ducks. That's an average of 3.2 birds per hunter. Finally, in Montana, the Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Department reports the pronghorn opener went quite well for most hunters. At the Hysham Station, 210 hunters were checked on Sunday, and 81% of them reported a harvest. That is fantastic. Most of the hunters reported seeing adequate or improving numbers of antelope in the areas they hunted. Crews checked 153 antelope total. Things were also pretty good at the Broadest Check Station, where 151 hunters were checked with an overall harvest rate of 65%. That's about 9% above the previous four-year average for the pronghorn opener. Finally, at the Mosby Check Station, 123 hunters were checked there, and most of them were targeting antelope, but crews did see a few bird hunters and archery elk and deer hunters too. They checked a total of 97 antelope, one bull elk, one buck mule deer, and eight sharp-tailed grouse, six pheasants, a turkey, and of course, a Hungarian partridge in a pear tree. Overall hunter success rate, 75%. So, some very good hunting was found for a lot of hunters in Montana. Stick around. We've got your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week coming up right after this brief word from our sponsors. Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? That's right. You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. If you have a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts, this is the platform for you, and you're going to find it's much more affordable than you think. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com, and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter with the gear you need for fishing, hunting, camping, paddling, cooking, and just about anything else you can do in the woods or in the water. With over 125 stores across America, there is bound to be a Sportsman's Warehouse near you with not only the gear you need, but also the experts to help you get the most out of the product you purchase. Head down to your local Sportsman's Warehouse today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com. 
Enjoy a meal of wild Alaskan seafood delivered right to your door. Sina Sea offers premium quality wild Alaskan fish and shellfish to include Copper River King and Silver Salmon, Halibut, Black Cod, King Crab, and of course, Copper River Sockeye Salmon. Order it blast frozen or smoked and experience a slice of Alaska for a special meal you won't forget. Buy your seafood now at SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com. Before we go today, we've got time for one last shot of Northwestern Outdoors Radio with your host, John Cruz. I'm glad you're back because it's time for your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week. And it has to do with grizzly bears. They are found in just about every one of our states in this area, except for one. And that's your question. What state won't you find a grizzly bear in? Is it Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Washington, or Oregon? If you know the answer, you know what to do. Just shoot me an email at john at northwesternoutdoors.com with your answer. Or go to our website at northwesternoutdoors.com and just send us a message through the Contact Us page. And let me know which one of our northwest states does not have any grizzly bears roaming around at all. One lucky person who guesses right wins that $25 gift card we give away every week from America's Premier Outfitter. And I was just down at my local sportsman's warehouse, and there's a lot of good deals to be had for hunters. So head on down yourself, check them out, and bring home what you need for success in the field this fall. And on that note, it's time to go. And with any luck, I'm going to be able to do a little fishing or hunting this week. Until next time, do take care, God bless, and make it a point to spend some time outdoors. Outdoors.